for the everyday employee listening to this, wherever you are in the world. And what can one be thinking about, you know, to prepare for should that time come? Um, or what can we be thinking about to hopefully try and reduce the risk of that happening to us? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, first and foremost, I think the key thing to remember here is that prevention is better than cure. Hello and welcome to Woke Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro, Jax. How are you? Yes, yes, yes. I'm good. Um, As we are recording this episode, I have got a glass of juice in my hand. When I say juice, I'm talking about... Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? (laughs) (laughs) The kind of juice I've got in my hand is um, full of fruits and vegetables. So um, in 2023, what I have been doing is um, I've been juicing. So I bought myself a juicer, a power juicer. um, And at least once a day, I throw in a bunch of fruit and veg, majority veg and a bit of fruit just to give it some flavor. Um, and I consume it. So as we speak, that's what I'm drinking. I've got some cats in there. I've got some celery. I've got some apples to give some taste and some lemon. Some of my favorite um, ingredients is ginger. I do Come love the ginger. Um, and it's really, really good for you. So yeah, um, I'm pretty cool and I'm pretty relaxed drinking my <laughs> juice. <laughs> I love it, bro. I love it, bro. Therapeutic, healthy, cleansing out the system as well. I love it. Me, I've just got a little glass of water here, man. But I'm definitely inspired by your juicing um, tips that you've been giving me in, in recent weeks as well. So yeah, shout out to your journey on that one, man. Um, and also shout out to our listeners wherever you are, man. We appreciate you. We recognize you. And yeah, we just encourage you to keep supporting us um, by doing the usual sharing on your socials, sharing with a friend or a family member or someone that you think will benefit from the knowledge that we give out here on the Woke Finance Podcast. And if you haven't done so already, download our episodes and leave a review for us. If you've never left a review and you're always thinking about how you can support us and thank us for what we do, the work we do, that's a great way you can support us. Leave a review, leave a star rating as well. Hopefully the highest stars, the top stars that you can give us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of that good stuff, man. So, yeah, just a massive shout out to our listeners, man. But, Jax, man, we're going to have a very quick... Well, I know we always say we're going to have a very quick... This one's going to be a very quick episode. Don't watch that. Um, obviously, across um, what's happening across the world, even in, um, you know, places like America, we're seeing all the big boy companies, you know, um, Meta, Google, um, Amazon, um, they're making loads and loads of job cuts, you know, 10% here, 15%. Zoom the other day, I think it was 15%. Um, obviously, it's all proportionate to the employee size, but they're making job cuts. And as you know, Jax, you know, when you know, we're approaching a recession. That's kind of how it starts um, in terms of the employment side of things. These big, big um, companies, they start making cuts and then it starts to trickle down um, almost in a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of way. And even here in the UK, there's been one or two companies. So Deliveroo, they're slashed around 350 jobs um, as people are ordering fewer takeaways for obvious reasons. We're in a cost of living crisis, right? So they've cut down 9% of their workforce, um, which is quite significant. But, Jax, I guess job cuts, um, 
is just something that is part of, um, in most cases, a, a deep recession, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, do you want to speak a bit more around that and then we can go to the next part of that? Yeah, yeah. So so I think I even mentioned it in one of our episodes that we we um, done a while back when we talked about uh, preparing for a recession. So this is actually a very similar type of conversation, except now it's much closer to home, right? Mm. Um, so, and I said, you know, the, the, the nasty part of recessions is not so much stock market falling down or anything like that, but actually is when unemployment starts to increase, which is when people mm. start losing their jobs. And, and, and that's sad because... Um, of course, um, the people's income is their biggest tool of building wealth and, and looking after themselves. So it is sad that people um, during recessions actually lose um, this thing that actually looks after them, which is their income through mm. their jobs. So, yeah, as you said, unemployment is one of those uh, things that happen during recessions. And, um, you know, people are saying we may be in a recession already. Some people are saying we may go into a recession. It doesn't really matter what we are seeing are job losses. Mm. Now, as we know, to an extent, job cuts doesn't discriminate to an extent. Now, let's probably take a deep dive into that because there are obviously some things that we can do as individuals and people that work for um, companies of different sizes and nature. There are things that we can do to almost help reduce that risk. Yes, there's going to be circumstances where no matter what you can do, and this happened in the in the global um, financial crisis back in um, 2007 to nine, um, where many people actually lost their jobs, and no matter no matter what they tried to do, they they lost their jobs. It was almost just supposed to happen. However, as we know, there are some things that we can try and do to, I guess, mitigate that risk. Um, so, yeah, this episode, we're going to take a bit of a dive into it. We're not going to spend too long because these are things that we can talk about as time progresses, um, because we're not yet an official recession, um, at least here in the UK. I know some people think we are, but officially we're not yet um or we're not in a recession rather than yet so um we will continue to monitor this that but but Jax I guess you know I'm thinking about that for the everyday employee listening to this wherever you are in the world right because recessions affect you anywhere right and what can one be thinking about you know to prepare for should that time come um or what can we be thinking about to hopefully try and reduce the risk of that happening to us yeah, yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, first and foremost, I think the key thing to remember here is that prevention is better than cure. Okay, so I would want to focus much more on the prevention side. When I say prevention, is how do we position ourselves mm. in a place where we reduce the risk of actually losing our main source of income through our job? And I think the first thing people can do is they can actually work harder. Now, I, sound, I know that sounds very... Uh, some way for some people because there mm. is this you know notion of working smarter than harder and that kind mm. of stuff but you know there's no real substitute for hard work yes work hard and work smart how about you do both um and and you know we actually spoke about this off air peter there's this thing that was moving around particularly last year and it's still kind of lingering and it was called quiet quitting mm. uh which we absolutely do not believe in okay mm. if you are going to be someone who doesn't want to be an employee then quit you don't quite quit. You quit and you find something else to do and you find uh, value in doing that thing. But we don't believe in working for a company and actually not being um, a good steward. 
Hmm. Um, and actually not working um, properly and actually stealing money, which is what you're actually doing if you're not actually working and still getting paid. Hmm. So the key thing is you want to be valuable to your employer. Okay, you want to be more valuable. You want to do things that um, that if they were to cut jobs, they will actually feel the pain of you losing. Mm. You know, and, and I think that's the starting point. We want to be able to add as much value uh, to our companies that we work for as possible. So when they look at us, they're like, you know what? We cannot let um, John or, or Sarah or Sophie go because actually he or she is too valuable to the firm. And that's the starting point, in my opinion. Hmm. No, I love that. And and for those of you that haven't heard of the term quiet quitting, essentially it's, you know, when you get to a point where you're doing the absolute bare minimum to avoid being sacked, but to still kind of stay in the workplace. Um, so, yeah, um, and, you know, you obviously have some strong views um, against that because, yeah, it's an opportunity to try your best to work to a very high standard. Um, and, and, and I think, Jax, you know, even more so in this new world of work, in this hybrid world where, you know, we can spend days working at home, without without being in a physical office where people can see us or where we feel you know there's some sort of an accountability physical accountability around us as well it's very easy to get distracted and not work to a higher standard so it is quite important we almost create an environment and if that means actually you know we can't work to a higher standard at home and we need to be in the office then so be it yeah and, and, and when i say this is not to attack anybody i'm actually speaking course, to myself yeah. as well um yeah. Because it is, like Peter just said, it's actually very, very easy, especially when you are working from home, to become too comfortable hmm. and to relax and to not give you your all, to not show up on time, to uh, attend meetings while you're in bed, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Listen. It's easy to fall into those things, but actually that is not what we want. Um, and again, hmm. I'm speaking to myself, that's what we want to do. Um, we want to be able to add as much value to the people that we are working for and the clients that we are working for as well. So I uh, I'm not a huge believer in quiet quitting. I believe um, it's I don't use some strong terms, but it gives me coward vibes. Mm. <laughs> um, and I just think we need to be a bit more intentional with how we how we handle things. Hmm. Love it, love it, love it um but no okay cool so we've spoken about you know um really understanding the value you're bringing to your workplace and being almost so on that the higher-ups in your organization will feel very bad about letting go almost so that they're not going to let you go because you're that valuable what else can one do okay so um i think one thing that's actually really important is um to to be able to anticipate that this thing can happen Okay, so apart from just working hard and giving it your all um, and, and, and being intentional with how hard you work at in the workplace, I think it's important to understand that you can still get laid off because when companies are getting rid of people, sometimes, yes, they do just, you know, get rid of a whole bunch of people and you could be one of those people. So I would say it's important to actually prepare yourself, start speaking to recruiters, get yourself a bit more out there fix your CV and that kind of stuff. So you are prepared to potentially look for a new role should that situation come upon you. Mm. I think that's, that's something that you can definitely do. Start thinking about, you know, it's, and sometimes in my very humble opinion, I think sometimes um, losing your job could be a blessing in disguise. Mm. It can cause you to reassess um, your career path. It can cause you to uh, think about whether you want to, you know, do something different. 
Um, and sometimes I've actually seen this quite often in my own life um, and other people's lives. And when you are made redundant, often you can move into another company and actually get paid even more hmm. and have a better opportunities. But the key thing is to be prepared also financially for that situation as well. So rather than just even fixing up your CV and of course, you know, um, speaking to recruiters and, and you know, practicing your interview skills and all that mm. kind of stuff. I would say it's important to be able to financially be capable to handle a job loss should it happen, mm. which is something we preach about consistently on the World Finance Podcast. No, absolutely. And, and um, uh, yeah, just, yeah, really like that point as well. Um, because even when you're you're you've you've achieved certain things in your workplace as well really actually capturing that um and thinking about how you can lock that and you know perfect your cv understanding the environment out there because times change if you've been in a workplace for like three five years three to five years the market might have changed and you have absolutely no idea because you've been so comfortable in your workplace as well so you know, understanding what's out there. And it might not even be with the intention to leave, but it's just understanding what's out there. And on 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 the back of that, you know, when you spoke about um some people when they get let go, it might be a blessing in, in disguise. I, I I do truly believe that at the time it happens, obviously it's the worst thing ever, but sometimes people might be so comfortable in a role where they're not being stretched or anything like that, but they're quite, they're not the most, uh, they're not, their risk tolerance is very low. So mm, they're just yes. very comfortable in that workplace. So they'll stay there five, six, seven, eight, even 10 years plus, et cetera. But they're so comfortable. Sometimes that job um, loss was needed because then it made them get out of their shell, take a bit more risk and then find even a job that they probably satisfied and feel even much more stretched in. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, and just to add to that as well, um, you know, when we talk about, you know, being able to financially handle the situation. It could be that even though um, you might find a better job down the line, it could take you a while. Mm. It can take you a while. Um, and actually, another thing is, by losing your job, sometimes you can take the opportunity to rest. Hmm. Yeah, so take a, a nice prolonged period of rest, uh, a, a sort of kind of self-sabbatical, if you want to call mm. it that kind of thing. But of course, you can only do this if you are financially prepared to do so. And that leads me on nicely to another way to prepare for potential job losses hmm. is to not just have an emergency fund, which again, we preach here diligently on a World Finance podcast, but to have a diversified range of income sources. Mm. Okay? Um, and I guess someone might hear that and they say, well, Jax, it's quite difficult to be diligent and to work really hard with my day-to-day nine-to-five and still have another source of income and be diligent in that too. I totally agree. As someone who does have um, a a full-time job and side hustles. So what I would say is it does take time, um, but as long as you get started and as long as you dedicate a proportion of your time, not too much time, but a proportion of your time to be diligent in that small period of time to work towards your side hustles, then this could be a way to actually start generating income and if you're passionate about this thing and you're again diligent in doing this thing over time it could grow so much so that it can even replace your income and that's for that's that's regardless of anticipating a job loss or not Mm. 
Um, but it is something that you can do because even if you did lose your primary source of income, which could brings in the majority of your income, and you was made redundant, it could well be that this side hustle that you're doing that may not bring the same level of income, and you may you you may have no intention of actually uh, making this side hustle your main source of income. But in that time period where you lose your job, you can actually support yourself and support your family with the small income that it does provide for a short mm. space of time. Mm. So that's something that I would definitely encourage. I think we are in a generation where a lot of people do have side hustles. And if you don't, I think it's something you can definitely um, start to look to do. Mm. No, I love that. I love that. Um, you know, so essentially for if there's any listeners out here that are able and have the time to, if they're just, well, if they only have one source of income coming from their main job, you know, there's wisdom in exploring, potentially diversifying your income. And one of those ways is obviously through a side hustle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and again, when you first start, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going a bit off topic because we are, yes, we are focusing on if you were to lose a job. I do think just generally, if any of our listeners are quite comfortable with their job and are also comfortable if they lost their job, I do think just even thinking about sad hustles and, and passion projects um, are a great thing to do uh, for the long term because, um, and interestingly, again, going off topic, I hope you don't mind, Peter. No, um, I was speaking to my wife this week about uh, retirement um, because she was telling me about some of her, her, her colleagues that are well in their retirement age um, and actually you know enjoy coming to work and also some of their friends who are, are working on on other things and other projects is because they started these side hustles while they were working full-time mm. and so when they reached retirement age they didn't focus purely on those side hustles <laughs> that have now become yes a hobby but also something that, that keeps them busy still earns them an income and they do it in retirement Love so actually it. you can start a side hustle today and do it for many, many years and keep it as a side hustle. It doesn't have to replace your main source of income. But actually that could be the thing that you do permanently when you retire. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's something I wanted to add in there. Yes, it's not just for job losses, but something that you can actually look to do very, very long term. I love that. I love that. I love that. And you know, um, p- particularly if it's, you know, if it's not your day job it's potentially new skills and stuff that you're developing just the process of setting up a side hustle and delivering a service or a product as well so there's loads of development man just keeps your mind fresh as well as sharp so loads of um benefits um outside of that but Narjax we've definitely been here focusing on some of the uh prevention as you said prevention is better than care anything else from a prevention side of things yeah, I, th- I think I think we've covered most of the prevention side. Um, at the end of the day, it's not always in your power to prevent um your employer from um you know letting you go. But I think the key thing is you try your best, you position yourself, you make sure you are valuable towards the, the labor force. I'm always a big believer that look, uh, as you are working, you should always be developing yourself, developing new skills. Um, in some professions, like in my profession, we have to keep up with a CPD. This stands for Continuous Professional Development, which means every single year we have to clock in a certain amount of hours where we've actually gone out and actually um, improved our professional skills and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And I think that, you know, if you're someone who's in an industry that doesn't have that as a requirement um, by the regulator or that kind of stuff, 
um, you should actually create your own. I actually encourage a lot of my uh, people, my friends to do that, to create a, a personal CPD that you can track to say every single year you are going to complete 30 years of additional studying or additional skill sets and that kind of stuff. Um, again, that's the things we're talking about today is, is just more, is more than just preventing job losses, but actually for excelling in your career as well. But yeah, no, I love that. It's almost like as you're doing some of those things that you can start doing now today, should that time ever come in the months, years or whatever to come, then you start to build that foundation. So I love that. I really do. Um, okay, so you know, um we said prevention better than care, absolutely, but sometimes things just happen, man, as we know. What can one be doing if that time did, if it came to us essentially, like tomorrow, for example? Well, hopefully it doesn't come tomorrow. Mm. Uh, so, Peter, if someone loses a job tomorrow, they're going to say you jinx them. Listen, but... <laughs> man, I've got a strong <laughs> chest, man. I can take it. <laughs> yeah. So if the unfortunate circumstance was to take place where you lost your income, um, and if unfortunately you were in a place where, um, you know, you, you were not, emotionally prepared financially prepared uh and just in your own career you haven't really prepared for something like this to take place it is unfortunate but i think the first thing you can do is to pause have a take a breather i do think that's important and to think about your next steps rather than rushing to get another job straight away um when i say pause i don't mean pause for too long because at the end of the day you know cash flow is important i always say cash flow it's the blood of personal finances. When it stops, um, unfortunately, it means the personal finances is dying very soon. Mm. So it is important to, to pause, but for a short period of time and to think about what you want to do next. Now, if you are someone who has the ability to work and let's say you don't have a lot of savings and you can't last a very long time uh, before you actually start struggling financially and, and it could well mean that you may need to take out debt to financial life what i would encourage you to do is to go out there and get any form of job hmm. now that might sound a bit you know oh jacks really really i was the senior consultant xyz uh for this blue chip company what do you mean i have to go and just get any sort of job i'm not saying get any sort of job for the long term mm. right and i'm to, and, and this this uh kind of example is purely if you are struggling financially, right? Um, it, it does mean, unfortunately, that you haven't been very diligent with your money management, unfortunately, mm. to have an emergency fund. So this is kind of the price that you have to pay in order to keep yourself afloat for a short period of time. And I think that's a key word. Mm. So when I said any job, it, yes, you know, don't go and do anything that you believe is completely against your values and that kind of stuff. But get yourself a job that is not hard for you to get. Mm. if that makes sense so it could be that yes you were some sort of senior consultant at um you know the biggest firm in the uk or the us for example but now you are happy to move down to being uh, an analyst or an associate or someone in, in, in a media senior role for a much smaller company and they may not even pay, be paying you as much but it's a job that you can get and you can do based on your skill set Hmm. it can be for the short term it can be a contractual role it can be a freelance type of role basically what you need is income 
because cash flow is the blood of personal finances and we need to keep the blood flowing at least for the short term until you find something that's a bit more suitable for you for the long term. What do you think, Pierre? No, I love that. And I just as you was talking, you know, if someone is in a fairly senior role, um, and you know, I just like to give figures for, as a for an example, someone's earning, I don't know, eighty thousand pounds um in a fairly senior role. Um, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, managing your expenses and keeping your expenses low. So you almost have that buffer period so you can save more, you can invest more. If you was keeping your expenses low, should that time ever happen where you need to get a job that is paying less? it won't affect you as much because you you know the new job that you're getting that is paying you less your expenses are already below that salary it just means that you're probably going to be saving a bit less but in terms of your expenses you've kept that low so you're able to manage it if that makes sense absolutely absolutely and that that, that leads me on to another um sort of thing that you may have to do and it is a form of sacrifice but it could well be that you need to cut your expenses hmm. Right. So we do say, again, we'll talk about cash flow and income and or net income. What we're talking about is income versus expenditure. Mm. So, uh, you know, when, when we're talking about how to build wealth, we increase our income, reduce our expenses and we, we use the buffer to pay off debt, save for emergencies and invest for the long term. OK, um, but it is an income versus expenditure. That is the that is the most important part of the formula. And if you get to a point where you are unable to increase your income or have an income, for a short space of time, then it could very well mean that you need to really cut back on your expenses, especially focusing on wants over the needs. Okay, mm-hmm. so it could be that in a short term, you have to sacrifice something that may be taking a, a big chunk of your income that you don't really need, but you wanted and could afford when you was earning an income. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, so that's a bit of a, don't say extreme, but it's a bit more of a, of a thing that you may have to do uh, you may have to just humble yourself and do it. But I think the most ideal thing will be to increase the income first or get an income first. That's mm-hmm. that's where we want to be. Ideally, we don't want to, you know, reduce our quality of life by cutting back too much expenses. We do have to increase our income. Uh, but yes, it is an option to, to keep in mind. Um, and again, the examples we're giving you today are talking about job losses and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. These are things we should be considering regardless Hmm. while we believe we may lose our job or not it's just about being intentional with our finances intentional with our of our income and, and intentional with how we're spending it and what we do with the with the difference love it love it love it um and you know just on that you know potentially got moving down a, a job role for example or certainly an exercise of you know humidity um and all sorts of things you might develop put in a positive way develop food such an experience as well obviously we don't wish that on anyone but life happens unfortunately it could happen to any one of us um jacks actually just one thing that um one touch on in regards to the actual prevention side of things so you know we we talk a bit about protection um and um i guess for um our listeners um again based here in the UK you have um income protection which actually protects you against um a job loss as a result where you're not no longer able to work so for example if you're ill and you're no able long no longer able to work unfortunately income protection doesn't protect you against redundancy however they are um 
redundancy um, insurance policies out there from um, some providers as well. Um, I'm pretty sure it's, you know, I mean, I don't have it. I'm pretty sure it's fairly pricey in terms of comparison to income protection, and particularly when a whole economy is looking to be going into a recession as well. But that may also be something that um, one can explore as well. Yeah, yeah. I believe I believe the technical term for those type of insurances they will come under. I believe it's called ASU, which is accidental sickness and unemployment. Mm. Um, so if that's something that you're you're looking for or you're interested in, then you could definitely uh, check it out. Go online um, and then have a look at some examples and which ones may suit you. No, absolutely. Um, cool. Anything else on your on your mind, Jax? Yeah, I think I think it's it's uh. One of those topics that is not it's not always a pleasant conversation. Um, and as we're, mm. we're even shooting this podcast, I was thinking, what if, uh, for whatever reason, I lost my my main source of income tomorrow? What what would I do? Now, um, I have been quite diligent in um, you know, managing my personal finances. Hopefully, oh, that's that. That's what I have been doing. Hence, why we are here on the World Finance Podcast and able to talk. Mm. <laughs> we want to practice what we preach. Oh, yeah. Um. So, so there's a question I will ask you, Peter. So, have a think. You know, what would you do if you lost a job tomorrow? But I'll answer what I'll do first. I think I might go on a holiday. Mm. I think I might go on a holiday. Um, and and just just relax, pause, have a think, and think about kind of what 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 the next step would be. Um, and, and that's what I was saying earlier. Everybody's you know at a different stage in their lives, um, different circumstances, different setups. Uh, but I would encourage some people to actually just take a pause, have a think, um, and using this opportunity to maybe reset and, and think about the next stages of their of their career. Hmm. What about you, Peter? So tell me. What, I, what, I love what that. I think if you would go on a holiday in a time where you've lost your job, I think I would just come to you if I lost my job, because you're comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I said a holiday, I, I didn't say a holiday anywhere far. Abroad. <laughs> Down the road, right? I'm talking about a holiday in your house. <laughs> well, that's fully paid for my office, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I think for me, I'll just have to go back to the drawing board. I'm really thinking about my alternative um, income that I'm, I'm, I'm currently bringing in. What can I do to stretch that? But also, what other jobs can I do in uh, in the medium to long term, but most importantly, in the short term? So, you know, to get another job, you have to go through a process, right? You understand that that can take a couple of months. Um, are you okay for those couple of months? For me, by God's grace, I am. But if I wasn't, I need to, right now, as I'm working, I need to be making sure I am okay. So we talk about uh, an emergency fund and even beyond that. So it's just really about going back to the drawing board. Yeah. Um, and I do like the bit where you just say take a breather because in times of financial security, your your mental capacity may not be there. Um, you're you're going through all sorts of emotions and stuff. So it's actually so important to actually take a because the problems are not just going to disappear, right? But yeah you having a breather and getting your mind in check and just having that space to really think and not and and make clear decisions because yes. i think that's the that's the key when your mind is not is foggy you're not going to be able to make the best decisions well and and you know um remember I, i'm married right mm. so I've, I've got a partner so uh i, I hope she doesn't hear me saying that i've got to go on holiday mm. um, <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure she's listening in the background right now. <laughs> she's probably so, booking those holidays now, bro. Yeah. Yeah, because remember, I mean, you know, if I was to lose my, my job, I've got someone who can support me. Mm. Um, and, and that's one of the blessings of marriage. Mm. Um, there, there is two of us, you know, when one falls down, the other lifts them up. Mm. Um, it's just that sometimes when they lift you up, just make sure you're, you're not going on holiday alone. You both go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but but all jokes aside, it, it is um, one of those things that it, it can happen. And um, yeah, you know, when I talked about going on holiday, what I'm really saying is I want time to have a clear mind. Mm. Uh, to really think about uh, the next steps and 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 sometimes getting out of country just gives you a different environment to, mm. to your working environment and gives you that headspace to be able to 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 make the right decisions and you know what Jax? i think one thing that you probably didn't really hone in on actually um from the prevention perspective is your network mm. um whilst whilst you're working now this uh, so important of building a good network and just being a good person to other people um and helping others and adding value to others but vice versa all of that but so important building a good networking if you're someone that doesn't care about making a good impression we're not talking about being a people pleaser that's a different thing but just being a genuine person and uh, making a good impression and building network showing an interest in other people in different sectors um utilizing platforms like linkedin which you can connect to anyone any professional in the world and build a network you have a linkedin profile you're showing people what you're doing in your day-to-day job how valuable you are you know how many times i've seen people that have said listen i've taken career break and i found myself out of a job but i'm available this is my skills and they get they just get um captured by another recruiter ASAP. But it's so important to really hone in and build strong relationships, even in your workplace, because you never know where your colleagues may go on to. And we always know that colleagues poach people all the time. Ex-colleagues oh. poach people all the time. Absolutely. So, yeah, man, network's so important. And and what, what you find about uh, a lot of the um, pieces of, of, of smaller device that we're sharing here today uh, for each other as well, is is these are things that we do we, or we should be doing um regardless of whether we feel we're going to lose our jobs or not absolutely um, and, and so as we're talking and, and as you're even mentioned that the whole linkedin idea i'm I'm sat here thinking maybe i should even be making more use of my linkedin mm. you know um and actually practicing these things as as a day-to-day as as, as, a, as a lifestyle uh, rather than just doing it because we think we may lose our jobs actually no mm. it should be one of those things that we do naturally over time it becomes natural it becomes a lifestyle and, and that in itself um, will, will allow us to have a, a better job security. Hmm. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Listen, man, we said this is going to be a quick episode. I don't know if it was, but such is life, such is life. But listen, uh, thanks for that, Jax. And before I go over to you for any final points, we're going to do our usual and give a shout out to an area where we're getting new listeners in or where an area we haven't given a shout out to. And today we're going to give a shout out to Dallas, which is a city in Texas. Oh, okay. We, we do get quite a few listeners from America, um, and and it's amazing that we we do. Um, of course, what we speak about here on a Walk Finance podcast is international, though we sometimes may make reference to certain products that may be specific to the UK. Um, but we do have knowledge in pro- of products uh, specific to the US as well and across the world. But I hope you enjoy our conversations. Welcome to the Walk Finance podcast. Here we talk about all things finance and all things finance related. We have conversations based on things that we wish we spoke about at the dinner table when we were younger. 
um, and of course, things that we believe should be of good conversation. If you want to know more about what we do, we are first and foremost actually a social enterprise. Uh, we are out there in the community providing financial education specifically for young people um, between the ages of 13 and 21. If you want to know more, check us out on www.waltfinance.co.uk. And of course, if you want to engage with us a bit more on a social aspect, you can follow us predominantly on instagram which is at walk finance team so yeah i hope you're getting tons of value hope you're enjoying it shout out to us um let us know who you are and we'll be more than happy to engage come on come on come on a shout out to our listeners there and all over the world jacks man before i let you go any final points from you yeah i mean i think the whole job uh losses thing um has been going on like you said, it's, it's, it's something that's happened a lot in America, especially in a tech um, kind of industry. It's, it's, it's happened with a lot of those companies. Um, but what I would say is I've looked at the data and it looks like actually a, a lot of these people are, do find jobs again very quickly. OK, um, and a lot of that reason I can I can guess is because they've been intentional with their skill set and they have skills that are actually quite valuable towards the workforce. So even though they may be losing their jobs, um, you know, to do, to some of these bigger companies, it's not that hard for them to find another job because they have these skill sets that are quite valuable. And I think that's the key thing. Um, I encourage myself and, 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 and Peter and all our listeners to improve our skills that are valuable to not just the labor force, but actually to ourselves and mm-hmm. things that we can add value to the world with um i think that's the, that's the key but of course um as a personal finance podcast we are very very um we, we, we believe it's extremely important for us to manage money in the most effective way as possible and what we say is it's all about your income versus your expenditure and so yes whilst you're earning an income whilst you haven't lost your job yet for example and we don't hope you do it's important to be intentional. And actually, that's why we talk about building emergency funds for things like this. Mm. That does happen because life does happen. Mm. And while we say three to six months worth of expenses is if you was to lose your job, you can cover yourself and look after yourself and look after your family for at least three to six months before you find another job or you find another way of earning an income. And I think that's really, really important. Mm. But what we are advising today uh to ourselves as well is that it's not just about preparing for job losses mm-hmm. but it's things that we need to do on a day-to-day basis love it love it love it a lifestyle man a lifestyle um thank you very much Jax, man. always good to chop things up and break bread with one another hopefully for our listeners you found the topic quite useful um and yeah man hopefully you got some gems there and some things that you can take away and share with others in any conversation that you're having. So thank you very much all. And remember, stay woke.